Welcome to season two of the Pines and Perspectives podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church. This show understands that there is quite a bit of diversity amongst the body of Christ. So we operate according to the motto that certain things are fixed, like the essentials of faith, and the best beer is served on tap, while everything else is just a matter of perspective. Oh, Christmas tree, Mary, did you know, Santa baby. Hey, welcome to the Christmas episode of Pints and Perspectives. Jingle, 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 episode, jingle. Though. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> This is the one before the Christmas episode. Boy, you better clip that and put it on the other. <laughs> I think I might leave in this one. No! <laughs> Maybe. We'll I, I said the F word, though. I don't approve. Hey, uh, yeah, on that note, uh, I do need to give a public apology. Uh-oh. Did uh, you get reprimanded for something? I did not get reprimanded, but one of our uh, faithful parishioners oh, and board no. members pointed out that one of my rules is I don't say GD on the podcast. Ooh. And on the December 2nd episode of this podcast, I let one slip. It made it past an editing too. I don't know how, but it did. So public apology for letting the GD slip. That's it. You're fired. Bring, bla- bring back Clayton. <laughs> Man, what a great start. Oh, what, what a, a fantastic story. start. Hey, you uh, know, it's a little bit of a, you know, uncomfortable start to the episode, and that's okay, because uh, on this episode of Pints and Perspectives, we would like to s- look backwards at the year that was, 2022. We also learned uh, that these buttons do nothing. It's- no, they do. <gasps> oh, they do. there was just a, not a volume. The volume oh, was turned down. They gosh. absolutely do. Uh, oh my gosh. yeah. So, uh, but we're done with the purgatory paradise and uh, PPP loans. We're done. We've exhausted it. I, I mean, I could do a conclusion, a conclusory episode. Nobody wants a dead like, horse beaten. Well, it's just that if I conclude it, I'm just telling you what I believe again. Which is not what anybody needs anymore. No one cares. That was no, more care. than they enough care. for we people. Care. Well, yeah, but that was more than enough for people to like have all the pieces to put their own faith together. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I believe in hell now. That was the point, right? No, not at all. Eternal damnation, conscious torment. I mean, I believe in hell. But okay, anyways. <laughs> so, look, we got two more episodes for uh, the 2022. 2022. And so we were batting around some ideas and we decided, look, let's do an episode where we look back at some of the most uh, meaningful or impactful moments over the past year and then respond to them theologically. Hopefully Cullen has something to say there. I got it. I got it. (laughs) I got it. We'll see if I got it. But first, let's drink some beer. Amen. Which uh, both I beers, have, both beers are from the same place. Tell yes, them. both are from New Belgium Brewing. Um, it, I mean, we've had lots of New Belgium Brewing. <clears throat> um, it's from Colorado, uh, actually. And I just saw on this can. I don't know if yours says it, but and Asheville, North Carolina, Fort Collins, uh, and Asheville. Yeah, yeah. How do they do? Uh, oh, brewed and canned. I don't know. Cool. Yeah, no idea. North Carolina. But I have their Atomic Pumpkin, which they say is a spicy release. And it says it's the Voodoo Ranger. What? Or, well, I guess yours says oh, Voodoo yeah, Ranger. Oh, yeah, they're too. both Voodoo and Rangers. it's the Voodoo Ranger, but it's not the Voodoo Ranger IPA. But it's the same character on all of these. What's going on here? Um, Mine looks like Indiana Jones. 
Oh, it's called Hoprator. Yeah, yours is called Hoprator <laughs> IPA. Uh, mine's um, a pumpkin ale of some kind. Uh, cinnamon and chilies. Ooh. So I hope it's good. Um, if you were with us through uh, November, you watched us drink several pumpkin beers, of which we were not impressed. Not a one. Uh, well, and that I remember. Also, to be fair, we didn't have the pumpkinator. Oh yes, that, um, is, that is to be fair. Which is like the epitome of them. But yeah, so I'm drinking that one, and Adam has some IPA version. I got a Hop Raider. It is a Voodoo Ranger Hop Raider IPA. It looks like a single hop IPA, maybe. I don't know. Uh, it just uh, There are literally no details on this can other than it is an India Pale Ale. So cool. Cheers. Should be good. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Um, you remember that pumpkin beer that I drank? Um, no. In November, when it and I said it had no body, it tasted like water and it was gluten free. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Gluten free pumpkin beer. Is that what this tastes like? Is this worse? It's not worse. It's just peppery gluten free pumpkin beer. So it does have spice to it. <laughs> it does have some spice to it. You can Is definitely it taste good? the pepper in it. Mm. Um. But it is. The look on your face is one of disgust. Are you aware? <laughs> I am aware. Uh, I'll say that is one of the better pumpkin beers I've had. Oh, okay. Wow. That took a turn. Um, I some. do like the chili in it. Interesting, interesting. Uh, I like it. It gives it gives something to a pumpkin beer. The pumpkin beers are just lacking, which is like creativity, like something different. <laughs> yeah, like why? Who is the first person to be like, let's smash up a pumpkin and put it in this beer? See, white, right. white people doing too much. I tell you. Uh, yeah. So I do like the chili in it. Um, I think I'm just learning. I'm really not a fan of pumpkin beers. Amen. Uh, but cool, cool can art. I think I, yeah, I think I'm in like six six. Oh, the chili like the chili is is pretty fire. Wow. So how much? So if without the chili, what would its rating be? Like what's the oh, what's like, the chili like giving them? Five four. Oh man. Okay. One point two just on the chili. Well, it's it's the creativity. Like it's the it. doing something different. I like it's, it. It's it's being yeah. It's not being like everybody. This is the most basic IPA I've ever had. It's good. It tastes like a great IPA. So it's thoughts concluded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Totality of thoughts. I mean, it's it's well balanced. Uh, the hops are. Is it West Coast? I it's, like. I guess it tastes like a little traditional. West okay. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't know. No, not really. It, it's plain Jane. It's just an IPA. Okay. And uh, you know, so I'm gonna give it a five, right in the middle of the road. Yeah. Not bad. Real good. Yep. That yep. is all. Okay, now that we've reflected on the alcoholic beverages, is it, let's is reflect there, on twenty twenty two? Let's reflect on the year that was. Um, all right, so I chose these topics at uh, totally subjective, right? Yeah. So, like, I googled top five <laughs> <laughs> top five news stories of twenty twenty two, and believe it or not, 
there's there's like consensus on like two things, and and we're those uh, they're both our top war two. in Ukraine. Yeah, gotta be on there. And what's what do you think the second one is? Come on. Um, I did send you a list. Yeah, I do not remember. Um, Roe versus Wade being overturned. Earth, two, the two most okay. earth shaking moments were definitely on there. And so then I added a few more. I added the third one. Uh, I added because it, it kind of hit home close and there's been a lot of it. Mass shootings. So this is going to be a great episode. Seriously, stick around. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about war, abortion, uh, and guns. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then number four, uh, we're going to talk about what I um, affectionately am calling the UK is a shit show. Yeah. Uh, so we're just going to reflect on the death of the Queen of England. Our generation has never seen, you know, um, a, a change in uh, in the royal dynasty in England. But also, we're going to reflect on co- colonialism uh, and if monarchies can survive. Also, the UK's had three prime ministers in like two months. And then number five coming in, last but not least, certainly not the best for last. Trump is back. So we're going to reflect theologically on these events. This is going to be a long episode. No, we're going to go. We're going to move quickly. We're going to move quickly. So let's start, Mr. Theologian, Mr. Pastor, mm-hmm. Mr. Well, House Pastor, um, Russia and Ukraine. So February. So it's been how long has it been? February 24th to let's just say December 24th. That's like next week when this comes out. Um, that's 10 months. Thoughts on war, thoughts on Ukraine, thoughts on Russia, a um, Christian nation. Russia? They're uh, Russian Orthodox. The Russian Orthodox Church and the Russian government, which is Vladimir Putin, <laughs> yeah. uh, work hand in hand. Mm. Christianity for the win. No. Uh, Ukraine for the win. Um, also mainly Christians. Well, you know, that's different. They're... They're standing up to an oppressor. Mm. They didn't ask for this fight, and um, they are triumphant. I mean, they they're kicking butt. They, I mean, they haven't won. Any, well, you but know, everybody but, when this war started yeah. said Russia should have wiped the floor. This this should have been done in two weeks, and they should have been headed to the next one. They were right. trying to get to reunite the Soviet Union. Right. Um, right. That didn't work. How many months has it been? Ten months. Go Ukraine. Yeah, and now you yeah. know American defense spending to assist Ukraine yeah. should not be overlooked here. Yeah, it's Ukraine a, it's a may deal. have really been shut down had sure. America sure. not stepped in, and, and and most of Europe for that yep, matter. Yep, yep, most of Europe. Uh, well, and NATO you, countries. You know, you have um, you have Russia getting help from China and Afghanistan I and mean, Iran. It, yeah. Drones has, from Iran. It has all the makings to be another world war. That's scary. So you asked me about war. Uh, I'm not a proponent of just war theory. Okay. I don't. I, so you don't. So that is not what's happening with Ukraine. That's they're they're not. Oh no no no. That's not yes. just war. No, I would. If you're going to have just war, Ukraine is the only person in conflict right now that meets the category of just war. So you do believe in just war? No, I don't. Okay. I think that if some, I don't believe in just war. I don't think war is ever justified. I don't think violence is ever justified. However. I don't think anyone is required to just let someone abuse them. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have permission to fight back. Defend yourself. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I think so. If you're going to, if like, if you're asking a macro war question, we should also maybe ask how this like impacts like personal life, right? I mean, that sure, whatever, like, however you want to reflect. Average person. So, like, yeah. for me, I have had a license to carry a handgun since I was 21 years old. Yeah, me too. Me too. Well, I was uh, 25, um, um, but. <laughs> We don't need them anymore because Texas has decided that they're right. not necessary. Well, but go, also, you're going somewhere. You should with hold this. it just out of principle. It's in because, my pocket. It's in yeah. my pocket. <clears throat> well, anyways, we could talk more about that. We're going to get to guns. Well, we are going to get guns, to guns. So we'll talk about my thoughts on guns. But for me, I I rarely ever carry. Yeah, I never do. I rarely ever carry, and the only time I ever do is when I have my children. Yeah, there's, there's like this I, self-defense thing. Well, and for me, it's a personal thing that if I'm by myself, yeah. even if I go into those same places where I would put my gun on, if I have my children, yeah, I don't put it on when I go in by myself. Mm-hmm. And that's a personal conviction that I have that says, hey, my life is not more valuable than that person's. And if by some chance there is any hope for redemption, yeah, I'm not going to take that person's opportunity for it away by killing them. I hear you because I hear they that. try to harm me. Yeah, personally, when I'm not being impacted, I'm a pacifist. I, I'm a pacifist, yeah. and I'm I'm firmly against using a weapon, uh, <laughs> except when it comes to my children. Like I would, I'm lo- in the same boat. I would love to say that like there's no such there's no justification for violence. Um, but man, I got two kids and I yep. just like, the truth is I probably will kill you if you try to hurt my kids. That's right. I yep. mean, maybe, maybe not, maybe I, but so, but so that's the deal with Ukraine is they just got punched in the mouth by the bully. I mean, he just started raining bombs on schools and yeah. churches yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and, and old folks homes. And, um, so here's a question for you. Whose side is God on? I don't think God's on either side. I do not think God is happy about anything that's happening right there. Yeah. Do you think God is participating in the war at any level? Like he's, um, I think God is participating in the war at every level. What? What? Well, I think that war is caused by humans. Sure. I think, I believe Genesis that we, humanity is the image and likeness of God. Okay. Therefore, I believe that every person is indwelled with a, 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 a at least some, minute element of godness okay yeah yeah yeah. yeah. um now how much you are in tune to that godness and letting it take over other parts of your life and your outward expression that is you know to be determined but i believe that and so by that very premise i believe that god is involved in the war Mm. but i think as god is grieved by the war in the Mm. same way that i would say god is involved in every one of these normal church services yeah Every week, but God is grieved by the abuse that those institutions cause and create upon people. So paradoxical. Is God good? Well, it's because and, God's not a dictator. Well, yeah, so he God's can't. God's not the grand puppeteer up there, like, right. like moving everyone and making everyone do exactly what God wants them to do. So he can't prevent the war. Well, they. They can't uh, prevent the war. Perhaps they could. But they choose not to prevent the war. That's what I would think. So we're going to, a lot of people are going to die and suffer and be raped and burned and bombed and, and on the verge of nuclear Holocaust. Is it appropriate to use Holocaust? I probably not. So, uh, nuclear Armageddon. There we are. Yeah. Nuclear Armageddon. Yeah. I mean, look, here's the deal. Um, 
we're never going to solve the problem of evil. Ugh. Like that, that's what you just presented to me. Right yes. Here. It's always what I'm presenting. Um, we're never, <laughs> spoiler gonna be, alert. we're never going to be able to solve the problem of evil. Right. Um, not until dead people can write books and, or all of this is solved once and for all, we're never going to be able to solve the problem of evil. And so you always have evil. Mm -hmm. You will always have evil. And if you really want a conquering of evil, mm -hmm. then that's what the Jesus story gives you. Oh my gosh. He said, walk down the middle aisle. Okay. <laughs> moving on. Um, <laughs> number two on our list is uh, the Dobbs ruling, the overturning of Roe versus Wade. We are going to step into some, uh, some, some tricky waters here as I look, man, I might not necessarily believe in a, in a, in, a, in some divine being um, that's created and behind everything. But I do still consider myself a Christian, and most things I'm pretty liberal on. Most things I'm, I'm extremely progressive on. Um, abortion is one of these topics that I find I still am, I, I deeply wrestle within myself on what I think theologically about it. Um, but as you may know, this summer, uh, the Supreme Court uh, overturned Roe versus Wade, um, and it had a lot to do with their interpretation uh, of the 14th Amendment. Um, and it was only made possible because uh, Mitch McConnell would not give Obama his uh, Supreme Court seat uh, when Antonin Scalia died. And so he held open that seat until Trump came into office. And that's why Trump got three appointees, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, and so the court is stacked six to three conservative uh to three liberals and every one of those conservatives um, was gunning for Roe versus Wade. It's, it's like, it's, it is the, um, um, the rallying cry of evangelical Christianity in America. And there's tons of documentaries on every platform now that you can go watch to see how abortion became the centralized issue for this population, this demographic, evangelical Christians. I used to stand, confession, I used to stand outside of Planned Parenthood in downtown Texas and pray for, downtown Texas, <laughs> downtown Houston, downtown Houston, me and all right, new Belgium operator. <laughs> I used to pray for the ending of abortion. I used to be one of those people because I believe that it was um, critical to my Christian faith. <clears throat> Uh, now, okay, pause. So go ahead. I know we're going to go somewhere, okay. but why do you wrestle with abortion today? Yeah, so let's talk about it like that. Okay, look, so here's the deal. I think that my, my um, I still identify as a Christian uh, because I think the way of Jesus is very compelling to me. And the idea that all humanity shares in common this... Um, maybe we are created, but this like commonality, like the human species is something different and something special. <clears throat> call it the image of God, call it the Ruach of God in our, in our lungs. I don't know what you call it. Um, but there's something unique about us. I just think also from like a biological scientific perspective, like humans have humans win. We're, we're the best species. Yeah. Now, we're also the worst parasite. Yeah, yeah, we're the worst We're parasite. destroying yeah. everything. We're really, really dumb. Yeah. Um, and and I, I do think that there is a part of us, though, that to survive, we have to uh, lean into the natural inclination to protect, to protect the weakest and the least of these um, 
children. That's what I do professionally outside of this podcast. Um, and that involves even, you know, mothers and women and unborn children. Um, because like our species is special. And maybe I think that just solely because I am a member of the group. Maybe I think humans are special just because I am a human, whatever. So I find the concept of harming and ending human life very problematic. So the pushback might be, sorry, now I'm on a soapbox. So the pushback might be, well, that's, you know, how do you define life? When do you define life? And look, I, I'm kind of in the camp that just biologically speaking, when this, when the egg is fertilized, at least the life process has definitely begun. And to end that would be to end the process, which is life. So I knew you were going to say that. Um, and the reason I asked you that question is because you were talking about this being the like lifeblood of evangelical movement. Yeah. That same truth exists for capital punishment of which they all agree to. Ooh, I like the swerve you took. That's true. I am. I see again. Okay, good, good, good point. I am firmly against the death penalty. Oh, me too. So it's kind of hard for me to be pro abortion. Cause I don't like, those... I actually don't think it's that hard. Okay, go ahead. So yeah, go ahead. I am. I do only vote for candidates who support a woman's right to choose. And I have a reason for that, but go ahead. So I, I also, only vote for candidates that support a woman's right to choose. And I also have a reason for doing so. Um, theologically speaking, is abortion sin? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Is it harm? Okay, this so is me personally. Okay, yes. yeah, you go. I say that abortion is sin. Okay. Uh, I do, and, and strictly because I think sin is anything that leads to death. Yeah, right. There's an episode on this. Which, yes. yeah. this is that. Yeah, it, it is. It, it leads is in the life process. However, yeah. I also think there are times of which you currently work in a field doing work, which would be truth of this, that forcing a child to be born yeah. is also leading to an experience of death. And harm and, and abuse and potentially all sorts of... Death. And here's why I choose to vote for candidates who support a woman's right to choose is because me, a privileged white male, is not the person that gets to make that decision. Yeah, so that's me too. So the, my deal is, look, if you're a woman watching this, I think... There are only two people who should be involved in making the decision over whether or not a pregnancy is terminated. Who? And that would be the human being in, who is pregnant, the person who is the, uh, the vessel of the biological process. And the divine being? No, and the other being, <laughs> the, the, the other person that's inside the person. Then there needs to at least be three. Now, hold on, wait. There's only, okay, I, we'll get to your point, but to okay. my point, if I don't believe in some divine being, there's only- Everybody believes in the divine <clears throat> being. Okay, fine. There's only two human beings involved. The one that's a zygote that's in process, uh, this very uh, uh, standardized biological process, and the woman who is facilitating that biological process- in my mind, those are the only two human beings on the planet who should have a say in this process, and one of them does not have a brain yet. So who gets to decide? I think it should be her choice. Yeah. 
not the government. I don't. Yeah, I agree. It should not be the government's choice. Um, and I, and really, if we're going to be very honest here, overturning Roe v. Wade, all it said was that abortion mm. was not federally protected. Correct. It goes back to the states. Yeah, and we live we in happen, one that sucks. Yeah, we happen <laughs> to be real riled up about this because we live in Texas. Um, yeah, you're screwed here if you need help. Yeah, if you're a woman that needs uh, assistance, you Our are Our state screwed. doesn't care. They want you to go to heaven, but they don't care about your health care. Uh, I'm... You know, I'm kind of suspect about whether or not they want them to go to heaven. Exactly. Uh, if I'm being honest. Exactly. But probably need to go to the next thing. All right, next topic because it's going to be a long one, but uh, I like I like the uh, the vibe. Let's talk about mass shootings. All right, so the idea is to look back over. I guess I could have picked good things. I only picked bad things. <laughs> That's you though. That's you. <laughs> Oh man, but I, but each one of these issues I think involves uh, you know our evangelical brothers and sisters mass shooting. So you, uh, you I got real worked up on May twenty fourth when uh, uh, two classrooms uh, full of yep. fourth graders were gunned down by an assault weapon um, in the hands of a young man. Uh, two teachers were also killed uh, at the time. I had a fourth grade daughter sitting in a fourth grade classroom as well. Um, and, you know, that really hit home um, as it, and it did for her as well. Uh, but like and, and that one was here in Texas. So it was if it, 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 it felt was literally close. close to yeah, home. literally, literally. Um, and like just the failure of the almost 200 police officers. Abject. Failure. Yeah, just total failure, which we can get into. But uh, the other point, the other reason why I wanted to bring this up is because it, just a, just like two months later, 4th of July parade, I'm at a 4th of July parade in a small town and another 4th of July parade in a small town in a different state. Uh, 12 people get killed. I think that's the number. Um, <clears throat> another mass shooting with an, uh, with a, an assault weapon. Um, there was a recent... Um, uh, LGBTQ club that was shot up. Um, there's just been mass shooting. Club Q. Club Q. Cl uh, mass shooting after mass shooting after mass shooting. And it seems like there is no end in sight. And it seems like the, um, once again, a large portion of followers of Jesus, self-proclaimed followers of Jesus, really don't want to do squat about this as it relates to regulating firearms in a just a normal uh logical way thoughts country pastor oh i got mad thoughts um and you know disclaimer here ad and i went to the same protest yeah um, we we did protest the nra being in houston uh though you know the same month as the shooting in uvalde yeah and I should also, like, if we're going to have this conversation, I should give some backstory on my history with guns. Sure. Because I am country pastor. I grew up. I don't remember seeing my first gun. I don't remember holding my first gun. I remember... Kevin, comment below. When did Cullen get his first gun? Oh, I remember getting my first oh, gun. Oh, okay, okay. You just, like, your awareness of them in existence is yeah, what you're talking about. No, yeah, no. Yeah. Can't, can't remember shooting my first gun. I remember receiving as a gift my first gun. Mm. Uh, that wasn't not, a, not counting the BB gun. Um, he got that at the age of two. No, I, was, I think I was like four or five, but, uh, yeah, I have always been around guns and in high school, I had a little business where I made a significant amount of money 
buying and working on and selling guns. Uh, what do these buttons do? What's this? What's the sound? I have no idea. You got two of them going now. Oh, one. There you go. Uh, he was an arms dealer. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. Um, and I, you know, at that time was considering being like a lifetime member of the NRA, and like, mm. I was ate up with it. I used to. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. <coughs> You're not alone, brother. I'm certainly not there anymore. Um, I got lots of thoughts about guns, but perhaps to your question, the most pertinent thing that I could say is that if you are 18 years old, you have to pass a knowledge, a vision, and a skills test Ooh. after having sat through six hours of classroom instruction in order to get a driver's license in the state of Texas. Why? Because it's dangerous as hell and they kill people. And apparently it's less dangerous to just be able to buy a gun off the rack with no required background check, no psyche valve. No license. In no some license. Places. Again, we live in Texas. And carry it on the street. And carry legally. it openly, bro. <laughs> and yeah. just walk around with it. That's the dumbest shit I have it ever so, heard in my life. This is the deal. I'm pretty uh, anti-gun. Uh, it's kind of been a soapbox of mine for a while. I'm of the generation that remembers Columbine. Yeah. Like, school shootings have been a reality of my life my entire life. And, but here's the deal. I also think the constitution's real important and i think the second amendment i think it made sense when it was written i don't think it makes a lick of sense today but guess what it's in there so i guess some folks got a right to bear arms but i don't think that that means all y'all <laughs> and i'm with you i'm not saying take away guns I'm saying let's have let's make sure that you have a license. Let's make sure that you can pass a background check. Let's make sure you don't uh, you're, that you're not actively stalking your ex-wife. Uh, let's make sure that you don't have uh, an addiction problem. Let's make sure you don't have a criminal background. Let, let's let's just do a little bit of due diligence before we hand you something so powerful that you can massacre a classroom of 19 children. Yeah, well, and I got an addition to that. Um, I think. There should be tiers of gun ownership. Yeah. Um, so, for example, this already exists. Mm. You, as an American, as a Texan, have the right to own fully automatic weapons hmm. and weapons that have suppression. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That they become more quiet. Mm -hmm. You know why the average person doesn't have that? Because there's paperwork, there's government regulation, right. there's involvement required. Right. I believe that there should be standards. If you have, I don't believe anybody should own a handgun. I think if you need, if you want to own a handgun, you should have to go and take one of the CHL classes yeah. that we own. Like, I had to take so, a class. And so that's why I still keep my CHL. Right. Because I took that class. I had to pass a knowledge test. Yep. And, and a about skills the test. laws and a skills test. Yep. So I keep that. <clears throat> so I think anyone that wants to own a long rifle, I think ever, I think that's what the constitution says. 
is that any person should be able to own a long rifle you can or have a shotgun. A, you can have a, 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 a 30 out six with five rounds. They should have a magazine <laughs> capacity. Right. You can own the AR platform because assault sure, rifle platforms sure. are nothing more than semi-automatic. Sure. They sure. are the same thing that you can get in any buttstock style rifle with a scope on it that you want. Right. The semi-automatic feature is not the problem. Right. It's the magazine capacity. Yep. It's how many gun, how many rounds you have that you can fire off repeatedly right. in a fast time without having to change magazines. Five-round magazine, standard right. capacity. Right. And then after that, just apply for the same FFL licenses, Class 3 licenses, the same ones we already have for suppressors and well, fully automatic weapons. You can do from larger magazines and special go guns. Back, I don't go care. Go back to your uh, vehicle license analogy. You have yeah. to have a Class C to drive certain vehicles. Like, you can't ju just because you have well, a... Class C is what everybody has. Or whatever. What's the other one? You have CDLs. CDL, you have motorcycle licenses. Yeah, you, you can have Class boat B. Li boating license. You have Class B, which is bus license. You have Class exactly. A. You, there are different There are yeah. different uh, 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 hoops you must jump through. But, Cullen, if, if we allow the government to do that, then we won't be able to overthrow them with our guns if King James George is back in power. That's the deal. Is yeah, that is what we need to be able to take the on argument. the government. We need to be able to take on the government. That is everybody's argument, man. Look, here's my response to that. Look, if you if you watch and you believe that, God bless your soul. Love you. Keep watching. We can talk about other things, but you ain't gonna win. You're not gonna take on. You don't have seven hundred billion in annual funding They're to gonna take win. on the government. Yeah. Everybody who's trying... Go ask David Koresh. Nope, you can't. <laughs> You're not going to win. I think you have a right. <laughs> I, got, I got Cullen with that one. I'm know? dead. I'm dead. <laughs> okay, look. <coughs> Let's talk about the UK. <laughs> okay, this one... Okay, The UK is a shit show. First, no, the monarchy doesn't really do anything anyway. Go off, sis. Go off, sis. Talk. The monarchy... She has like... Two things had, that she can't. Yeah, this role has two things that she could have. She could do, which she rarely ever enacted, because Parliament that? runs that place. Okay, right. So, what are those two things you're referencing? She has like a tiebreaker, and she has some special control over vetoing the prime oh, minister on uh, rare occasions. Oh, you mean like political power? Yeah, yeah. she's powerless, or was he? King Charles uh, is is powerless. Is yeah. powerless. They, it's a show. It's a show. It's a really, really expensive tax uh, sucking yeah. show. How do we feel about colonization? How Ooh. should we think theologically about well, the head of the English Church dying and the new head of the English Church coming into wealth and still being, um, you know, the leader of literal colonies around the world? So great question. Is it God's will? Uh, well, first, Adam, <laughs> we should maybe ask what your ethnicity is. What's your heritage? What's your background? Oh, I, I, How'd I got you get here. I got a lot of English. I got a lot of. Look at me. I am white. Yeah. So you colonizer. Yes. Um, I also have quite a bit of colonizer in me. I also have some native in me. Um, and so, and Richard Twist has become my hero. Shout out my boy Andre. Oof. Um. Richard Twist has become my hero, and so I got some real thoughts about this. Uh, no, God is not happy with colonization, <laughs> just quite frankly. Sometimes I think that the Old Testament is a how-to guide for colonizers. No, that's Menkamp. Oh. 
<laughs> I flipped through it. It's literally a how-to guide. Well, there are multiple texts. Uh, um. <laughs> um, the Old Testament definitely has colonization in it. How they, do we... Uh, and, and monarchies. And, and monarchy. Now, okay. So, now, let's have this conversation. The colonization happens. Now, we should also note, and this is me just being very honest. Uh-oh. When the Israelites leave Egypt in mm-hmm. the Exodus. Mm-hmm. The Hebrew people. Yeah. Do you know how many of them there are? One million. Nope. Uh, is this in the Bible? Should I know this? No. Is this, this one of those is, I things? mean, you could put some stuff together from numbers, but it's not helpful. No. Clearly. Uh, <laughs> we have some other documents. It's estimated somewhere 8, between... 8,000. Somewhere between thirty and thirty-six thousand. Oh, okay. Where are we going with this? Those people are not colonizing the world. You go look at numbers. Oh. Those numbers are clearly inflated. What about what about? Um, mm, okay, okay. I okay. think you have a book that's what a, written by a people. What about Joshua and and Jericho? Oh no, they definitely colonized and they definitely overtook. But there are also entire colonies that. Like Those tribal. conquests say they conquered that we just have proof they didn't. Yeah. So it's just a story. Well, it's partly a story. It's also an inflated story. Yeah. yeah people yeah, yeah. telling their own version of the way their people conquered. Sure. Now. Good. Good point. Good point. Now, we should also say they did conquer. Yeah, man. They did colonize. They did take down Jericho. That is a factually provable. AI. AI yeah. was raised to the ground so like yes colonization is definitely in there they definitely colonized and they also said they did it in the name of god yeah now i also want god's will well okay i also want to point you to the fact excuse me that the new testament clearly says that was not totally god's design and that God is going to use it for their benefit. The easiest one I can give you a reference to hmm. is the genealogy in Matthew chapter 1. What do you mean? Well, because the people that were colonized mm-hmm. and they weren't supposed to intermingle with, they weren't supposed oh, to Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't supposed to have anything to do with. Right. Creep their way into Jesus's line. Yeah, there's all sorts of I mean Bathsheba's not Hebrew. Right. Rahab. She's married to Uriah the Hittite. Rahab. Rahab's a Canaanite. What, what's, what's, her, what's her name? Ruth and... Uh, 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 Ruth is a Moabite. Moabite, yeah. Um, Naomi is Hosama. Yeah, um, Tamar is the only real... And yeah, actually, she's, I don't even think she's Hebrew. Um, uh, so, yeah, there's lots of that. Now, that's my point on colonization. Wrong, always wrong, identifiably wrong. <laughs> um, but you asked about kings and the monarchs. Yeah. The Bible also has kings... But if you kings. remember, They're bad. why did they get a king? Well, because they weren't. God was supposed to be their king. Well, okay. So the original institution, and God said, "You don't want you. I don't want you to have a king. It's, it's not a good idea." And the people were like, "No, give us a king. It would be better." And then they got a king, and he was not a good guy. That's right, Saul. Saul, mm-hmm. and then David, and and he was I. Right. And then Solomon... He, he raped that woman. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He and not murdered her husband. Yeah, he's not a good man. Killed tens of thousands of people. Bad dude. So much so that when 
He went to God and said, God, it's wrong that I live in this palace. Like, Let me build you a temple. He said, God's nah, response was, you dirty. You got way too much blood on your hands. You stanky. And so instead of you, this is the grace of God, bro. Instead of you building me a house. I'm going to let this child do it. I'm going to make you a house. Some of the most beautiful Hebrew poetry in all of the Hebrew Bible. So Solomon builds it. Let so me Solomon. let me ask you this. I, you know, I was reflecting on this. We're gonna one last thing on uh, uh, on this UK situation, uh, and then we're gonna move on. You know, uh, uh, in England they got their own church. Yeah, yeah, the Anglican Church. The Anglican Church, of which the monarch is the head of the church. Yeah, which you also understand the reason that exists. Why? Why? Is Why? because. Henry VIII wanted a divorce that the Catholic Pope would not give him because it was like his fifth. Um, and so he said, F you to the Pope. I'm going to make my own church, the state church. Thomas of Canterbury is involved in this. Um, and was that that's how name? the Anglican Church comes to be. Um, so that Henry VIII can get a divorce. Religion and politics has always, always been the same always thing. Always intermingled. All right, number five, the last and the best Trump and the back. worst. Trump is back. Uh, as we know, Donald oh. John Trump, the former president of the United States, has announced that he is running for president once again. Um, however, he is under multiple investigations, and the Trump organization was just found guilty on 12 counts of tax fraud. Uh, and he is currently under investigation by the DOJ for stolen documents. Classified. Classified documents, nuclear secrets, and something about the president of France uh, at his home in Mar-a-Lago, the same location in which he just had dinner with Kanye West and Nick Fuentes, an and, and open white supremacist and Nazi. A lot of Christians in my life think that Trump is a really good dude. Oh, let's not forget he also incited an insurrection uh, of which criminal charges or criminal complaints will be brought. Oh, they already have, and people are already being convicted of sedition and uh, criminal conspiracy. Um, that's Shout Donald Trump. Oath keeper. Crazy people. Crazy people. Crazy people. Crazy people. So, but a lot of Christians are really excited about this. How should we think theologically about the return of Donald Trump? Is he the Messiah? Is he, is he, is he going to, is he, he might be the antichrist? <laughs> hey, he just won't go away. Uh, oh, was it three and a half years and then a break and like another three and a half years? I don't know. That's Trump's. Anyways, uh, go ahead. How should we think about this? Run for the hills. We're screwed. Well, first, let me say, <coughs> I always say that the problem with the evangelical church is that their faith doesn't influence their politics. Their politics influence their faith. Ooh, you better preach. Oh, I could. Um, I do believe that is the problem. And some of my own, our own wellhouse congregants have challenged me on this and said, I didn't vote for Donald Trump because I thought it's what God wanted me to do. I voted because I was selfish and I thought it's what's best for me. That is the the main answer. I just don't vote like that. Maybe that's the problem. I should just vote for myself. Well, if you did, you'd vote Republican. Yeah. But now, you know I'm also I don't? not saying that I, well, no. I don't because of Jesus. That's my argument. I don't because of Jesus. Uh, I don't, I don't think. Hmm. Look, I don't think Biden's a good answer. 
I don't. No one thinks Biden <laughs> is a good. Biden doesn't think Biden is a good answer, but he's what we got. And you know what? He has successfully beat Donald Trump. And he now, has passed. We should also say that Republicans are split on whether or not they want to support Donald Trump right now. Yeah, they're Donald's themselves. not looking good. Donald, every candidate that Donald endorsed through the midterms lost. Yeah, well, uh, uh, except for one. Except for, yeah. Yeah, I think there was like one. Or but maybe, it was like a lock. Yeah, exactly. All the contentious racists that Donald gave a vote of confidence for lost. Yeah. That, People are over Trumpism. But he is the leader. He's the leading candidate. Now, there's your boy Ron DeSantis in the wings, but listen to me very nicely. That's he, going to be worse. The, he's worse than Trump. Yeah, well, he has, yeah. He's he's literally trafficking human beings from the Texas border to Martha's Vineyard in the Northeast. He's putting them on, Ron DeSantis is using Florida funding to put immigrants, seek refugees on buses and busing them across the country. He also signed the Don't Say Gay Bill, and he is also pressing trans children, just like Greg Abbott is trying to take trans children away from their parents. Uh, so is Ron DeSantis. He's no better. In my personal, humble, very liberal and he's going to be he's going to be the candidate. Yeah. He will be the candidate, and that is when we will really see if Trumpism is dead Ooh. because he's Trumpism on steroids. If it, if maybe it's just MAGAism. What would it be? I think it's just Republican politics at this it's point. It's not, though. Mm, we'll it's see. not, though, because... We'll see. we'll see who they vote for. Well, what you're seeing is, is that even some people in Republican leadership are not okay with this anymore yeah we'll see i mean we might point to mm. what's her name liz cheney yeah the, she is she, over trumpism she's getting death threats well and you know what she's not alone you heard it here folks what we need in this world is more liz cheney's we hope you know <laughs> you we hope you've had a good 2020 it's because her last name it's spelled different. I'm oh, C-A-N-E-Y. You guys, you guys. She's E-N-E-Y. No I relation. I was like, no, that is not <laughs> what I said. We hope you've had a great 2022. Maybe you haven't. Uh, maybe we haven't. But we appreciate you sticking with Pints and Perspectives. And uh, the next, the last episode of the year is going to be fire. Thanks for listening to the Pints and Perspectives podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church. Be sure to give us a rating and a review if you enjoyed the episode. It's free and it helps us immensely. Also, Feel free to check out our other podcasts.